Welcome back to another issue. I'm Beastie Boy. I'm Table. I'm Red. It's I, Shino Brando. And in this issue, we bring four examples of times we paid for the movies, but we should have just stayed home to play the games instead. So because Ryan Reynolds is taking a ride through a movie video game, we thought it'd be a great idea to bring you the bottom of the fucking barrel of video game movies. Starting with the eldest of this shit show, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Coming in in 1993, calling this loosely based on is an overstatement. What was supposed to be weird and dark? Take this in. This was supposed to be like a cyberpunk weird and dark kind of film. Oh, I know. I was there. Weird. Definitely hit weird. It definitely hit weird, but missed dark by a mile. Very much. This came off more off-putting and drunken. It shits so bad down the mouth of moviegoers. Nintendo didn't license another property-based movie until Detective Pikachu. Oh my god. (laughs) Bob Hoskins, who has the unfortunate pleasure of playing Mario Mario, because they have to be the Mario Bros, so that's their last name, I guess. Mario Mario. And John Leguizamo playing Luigi Mario. Bob was interviewed shortly after his time playing the character, and this quote sums up the whole fucking thing. The worst thing I ever did? Super Mario. It was a fucking nightmare. The whole experience was a nightmare. Yeah, actually, it's like a fever dream, but the worst kind possible. But Mario branded. I I was a... I was a pre-teeny Brando when this came out. And, like, I was a generation that was born with Nintendo. So, for me, there was just like, oh shit, we're getting a Mario Brothers movie. Oh my god. And then when I sat there in the theater, because I actually went to go see this, I was like, oh my god, this is a Super Mario Brothers movie. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it was a movie painted with Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, very much. Mario and Luigi make their appearance, but they don't wear red and green until like three quarters of the way through the fucking film. (laughs) Not even like a shirt that just happens to be the right color, no. Listen, okay, when you think of a Mario game, what's supposed to happen in that Mario game? Hey man, you run, you jump, you eat mushrooms, you grow. Depending on what generation you're talking about, you may or may not ride a dinosaur. You fight turtles and mushrooms. Rescue the princess. Right, okay, which princess, right? Which princess? Princess Preach. Okay, right, what if I told you everything you guys just said doesn't happen in this fucking film? (laughs) Oh, fuck, I forgot. I would be sad. Mario never gets his girl, never gets a girl. Uh Uh-huh. Luigi gets a princess, but it's the one from Super Mario Land, Daisy. Oh? But she's dressed in pink. Oh. Bowser is Koopa, who drips icky man, and he's descendant of T-Rexes. Played by Dennis Hopper. Oh, that's who this is? That's who that is. This is correct. Oh, and by the way, most Mm. of the guns, which there's way too many of those in this fucking film. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) They are all Super Nintendo scopes. Oh, my God. The video game accessory repainted and attached things on to make it look like weapons. That's so funny. That's like a little budget calling out so hard. Dude, it's so bad. It's pretty standard practice to modify like a Nerf long shot and use that in movies. But they didn't even put in that much effort. Oh, fuck. They released it. Let's use our own brand stuff. We don't have anything exactly. And if you think Mario had a bad time on set, y'all want to hear what Luigi had to say? (laughs) Oh, John Leguizamo, let's go. That to dull the pain, him and Bob would drink scotch while on set. Correct. (laughs) Those are facts. Oh, God. Even they didn't want to be there. 
not no, absolutely not. <laughs> you got that right <laughs> okay so like right mario luigi's greatest friend their you know main other companion yoshi makes an appearance in this fucking film mm-hmm. it's a dinosaur this, that doesn't yeah. do very much by the time super mario world is now out on super nintendo scopes are out and everything so they're trying to advertise as much shit as possible so it's it's a literal dinosaur it's yes. a literal dinosaur oh my fucking god because you know in mm-hmm. the mushroom kingdom king koopa mm-hmm. is not king but voted so president koopa <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh it has posters in this movie vote for koopa great cool thanks Mushrooms don't take place in this movie until Mario needs to put his faith in the shroom and it absorbs a, a ray that was going to devolve him into a dinosaur. Oh, oh my god, okay. Fuck. And Goombas. Goombas are in this movie. No, they're not. They're not. No, they're I not. know I know what they are, but they're not really. That's not a Goomba. Whatever that thing is, incorrect. And Toad? Toad is one of them too, but he plays the harmonica. He's a vagabond musician in the Cooper world, and then he takes he gets taken away and turned into a fucking Goomba. What? That's not a movie plot line. That's someone's shitty bard for D&D. This movie has a Snyder cut. Bullshit. Yeah, I know. I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would believe that. If anybody wants to watch this train wreck and put themselves through this torture, an elite team has been putting together deleted scenes. And now, at smbmovie.com, people have put together an HD remaster with all the deleted scenes, which is actually 25 minutes longer than the original film, called the Morton Jankle Cut. Throw that shit out, but okay. Morton Jankle Cut. My god. Do you want to watch another 25 minutes of that? Apparently it solves a big plot hole with how some goop gets in the way and how Mario trips on it. I don't even care. I don't care. I don't care. The whole movie's so bad, I don't care. I never want to see that movie ever again. Where fungus becomes a mucus film, where you, where you jump off it, and because it, I, oh man, it, the way they travel down pipes makes no sense. You know those those mushroom platforms you could jump off, and it makes it gives you a higher bounce, and everyone's mm. every other matter. Well, this is it's a fungus film of which they just jump off of, it's, which is gross. It looks grody. The bomb takes fifteen minutes to go off. They attach rockets to their fucking feet for the so they can become jump man. You want to know what there else is... Mario does in this fucking film? What do you do? Mario go and Luigi go to a club. They oh, go yeah, clubbing yeah. with their dates, right? Yeah, yeah, Mario yeah, doesn't yeah. end up with a date. So he runs into this woman that has a mm-hmm. piece of a meteorite around her neck that they've got to steal for plot reasons. And so Mario and this lady dance and do like tangos and discos and like a whole menagerie of dancing mm-hmm. and then make out for a fair bit so he can get this meteorite. Just some random New York woman that's wearing it as a fucking necklace. Movie is stupid. This obviously couldn't have been for fans of the games. It's so different than just the content. But it also can't be for people who like good movies because it's not one of those. It was advertised in Nintendo Power. It was advertised everywhere. It was Mario Brothers like, oh my god, they're getting a movie. And then that. I can tell you right now the moment the lights came back on that theater and every child that stepped out of that fucking cinema, we each probably made eye contact and were like, there's no going back now, is there? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, there, was, there was life before this movie and now there's life after. So I'm ah, glad you mentioned damn. your theater experience because did you know this movie's got a post credit scene? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. People from Japan 
come to these Mario Brothers in New York and say, yep. we want to make a video game about you. And oh. then they play Super and Mario Brothers 1. Yeah, it's not even Mario and Luigi. It's the fucking two goons that happen to have the names of the, of the Koopa kids. Iggy and somebody else, man. It's just it's fucking stupid. It's just... No. God, I don't oh. like this fucking film. <laughs> so shit. So paid. There's not so... any singular good thing about it. There's just all different things that are ass. <laughs> this movie all had the audacity to end in a way that it thought it was going to get a sequel. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like chances. this is the origin story, and now they so, go off to do Mario things. Oh shut yeah. Up, shut up, shut up. So the year after, it's now 1994. This movie posted for a December 23rd release. That's a very special day because that's my birthday. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh my god, they're making a Street Fighter movie, and it's coming on my birthday. Cool. I love Street okay. Fighter. I love Street Not Fighter today. But a year earlier, he got burned by Mario exactly and i'm like okay i love this they have van damme well i mean okay cool he does martial arts i mean like that's all right i guess we're working around that it's, it's probably gonna have a bunch of actors who may do martial arts but we don't know them there's still hope and then they, they have raw julia as m bison and i'm like well okay it's a stretch yeah we'll see what's going on i'll give it a chance so i beg my mom I'm like mom come on please let's like it's December. None of, my, none of my friends care about me around this time of the year because it's really close to Christmas. Oh my God. I need someone to go see this movie with me. Please be that person that cares. And she's like, okay, but of course, let's go. So we get in the car. We go down to the cinema. We go catch this fucking movie. And here we go. Street Fighter. Basic plot. Good guys versus a terrorist organization. Sounds good, right? Sounds like you have something there, right? Here's right. everything that went fucking wrong. So <laughs> Van Damme plays the very American William F. Guile. Yet this man has a very thick French-Belgian accent. Next, we have... And I'll tell you these, these people by what their characters and by profession, okay? So technically, Gao's the only one they probably have correct other than maybe Cammy. Gao is a military dude. He does not run anything with like a UN or Interpol. He is just a soldier. Cammy, played by pop star Kylie Minogue. Did you know that was Kylie Minogue? Wait, wait, who? I barely know who that is. Exactly. So is it, and that's Cammy, her? Yes, and Cammy is literally a, a soldier who loses her memory, gets taken by Bison, becomes his soldier, and then she gets her memories back and goes on the run, and blah, 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 blah. Interesting story plot. Here, she's just Gal's assistant. Wow, okay. Mm -hmm. the, re the redacted version, all right. Misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> Down below, dude with green skin and orange hair. That's Blanca. If you play Street Fighter, you'd know he's a monster. Dude, yeah, basic story. His backstory, he is a orphan, lost from a plane crash, lands in the Amazon, it falls into some pollution, because that's the story theme of the time period, right? Pollution was a thing, and so he becomes this mutated dude. In this movie, for some reason, he is also Guile's friend, Charlie <laughs> Nash, who is a completely separate character in a whole different Street Fighter franchise. They're not the same person. For some reason, they are in this movie. Next, we have the guy who turns him into that creature, Dalsim. Dalsim, literally, in Street Fighter, is a yoga master who is a bum who earns no money who just does yoga. In this movie, he is a fucking scientist kidnapped by Bison, forced to work in his laboratory, and he made Blanca, and they become best friends. I forgot about Dalsim. I didn't even realize that was this dude. Can I say oh something on Blanca? God. What the fuck is that prosthetic? I don't know. And, yes. and how come the Batwoman stole the same hair and put it on her in her show? <laughs> I don't That's know. That. Next, we're gonna I'm gonna bring up Vega, who in this movie is probably the only, probably the only one who's accurate, who has his claws, has his mask, 
is a cage fighter, and that is his background. That is correct. Just a guy. Just that guy. Yep. Here we have this big dude with the mohawk, with the beard. He is supposed to be Zangief. He has a very Russian accent. Zangief in the games is just a wrestler with ambitions to become a politician, but of course, and he does so, but of course. In this movie, he works for the terrorist organization known as Shadow Law for some reason. Next, Balrog, whose shaven headline is very, (laughs) very embarrassing. Looking like a modern Vegeta. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald's looking ass. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> looking God. like Bad. the last avatar. How you looking like a Pokemon Master Ball? Listen, man, Balrog. <laughs> so Balrog in the games is basically clearly based off of Mike Tyson. And here's some other fun, some fun stuff. So the games literally did a name switch around to avoid being being sued by Mike Tyson mm. because right. in Japan his character's name is really called Mike Bison. His moves are literally, literally named after like buffalo moves, bison moves. His name is Mike Bison. That was his thing. You get the kind of motif, right? So they swapped his name with Balrog. Balrog happened to actually be Vega. What? Yes. Vega's name actually belongs to M. Bison in Japan. <sighs> yeah. So they did a whole switch around to not get sued by Mike by Mike Tyson, to which to this day, Mike Tyson's like, I never fucking cared. It's not a big deal. It's it's not. I don't. I really don't care. It's cool. He literally is like, I don't. I don't give a fuck. Man's too like, busy just sol- solving mysteries than he is caring about this. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yo, they made a whole game around me. They, they call it's called Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Do you, why do I like? I don't care. Yeah, like it's a game. It's a game. I don't care. Not a big deal. But yes, <laughs> Balrog is supposed to be a boxer, and in in the street, the realm of Street Fighter, he is like one of M Bison's main dudes. Bison has his main squad. His he's got his his three heavenly kings. They call he calls them right. Sorry, he's got Vega, Balrog, and Sagat. Those are his main hench guys. They mm. work for him. And then you have Bison being the head of the whole thing. In this movie, for some reason, Balrog is a news reporter who work, who works with Chun Li, who also happens to be a news reporter who in the game she's not a news reporter she's the only fucking one who's an interpol agent of any fucking kind what huh terrible chun lee movie got that right come on guys yes here next we have the sumo edmund honda in this movie he's hawaiian and a news reporter for some reason i don't know why in the game could think of getting anyone anywhere was because they had to write a journal article about it what exactly they went to go infiltrate bison's island because they wanted to report on him taking over it's so stupid listen he is a a, a sumo wrestler who's apparently a a hawaiian in this movie in the game he's he's japanese Japanese, yeah and just a sumo wrestler here it just doesn't make any sense next we have dj who in this movie is just actively working with a terrorist organization to get paid in the games he is actually against the terrorist organization and i'd rather not get caught up in any shit and just fights for money so and happens to be a fucking dj hence the name dj i'm noticing a trend Mm -hmm. in the characters you've started listing but like didn't start off with first oh yeah no don't worry i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get there all right yeah i'm gonna get there don't worry i'm saving all that for last so now here comes the fun part so there is one Asian dude in this movie. They forced in this film, like the the, the studio said, that he, this man must be in this movie for some reason. He played a character named Sawada, who doesn't even exist in any format other than this movie. Who could he just he could have just been Fei Long? So, wait, 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 wait. They called him. They call young him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
I'm oh. telling you, the best Mortal Kombat movie features that character and Cole. I, I hate it. You stop that right now. Zawada is before his time. And this guy had one line in this movie. Mm-hmm. And English is clearly not his strongest language. But they made him say this line. Fuck. And, well, it didn't go over very well. And that is Sawada. May he rest in peace. He's not dead, but in my heart he is. <laughs> Just like Cole. Just like Cole. Exactly. And now the fun begins. <laughs> so now here is Sagat. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. His real name in this movie is Victor Sagat for some fucking reason. <laughs> they just added a new name. The they just added a fucking name, and I'm gonna add, I'm gonna get to to the best parts about that too. Listen, they could have just called him Robert. So someone Robert, could have gone and called Bob, him Bob Sagat. So yeah, exactly. No, mm. they call him Vic Sagat instead. Gotcha. And in <laughs> the realm of Street Fighter, like I told you, he's one of Bison's dudes. Mm. And in the in the very first Street Fighter game, he was the very first tournament holder and and boss. You're the reason why he gets a scar across his chest if you play as Ryu. Mm-hmm. In in this movie, he is literally just a mob boss. Wow, Sully. That just he wears suits and he happens to know Muay Thai, even though he doesn't really do any fighting. Oh, he didn't even do shit. Nope. He's kingpin, is what he is. Mm-hmm. He hires two dudes oh, that no. botch a job, and so he wants revenge on them, and they happen to be Ryu and Ken. Although, in this movie, it's not Ryu. His name is Ryu because American. And he gave him a last name of Hoshi for some reason, which is very Japanese. But Ryu doesn't have a last name because he's a fucking orphan. (coughs) Ryu also happens to be a fucking vagabond who literally travels the world looking for fucking fights that pay so that he can make money that way. That is his life. That is what he does. In this movie, he's a fucking gangster. With him is his best friend, Ken, who, in the realm of Street Fighter, the two of them met up at this one temple where they were taught the same martial arts together growing up. In this movie, he's a fucking gangster. For no reason. My question to the people, to you, and also the people that made this film is, how do you, like, sit there, play the game, and go, story, and then bungle it this bad? Oh, oh boy. Well, here's the fun part. like... The last one, Bison played by the great role, Julia, probably Mm -hmm. was the only accurate one, really, because he really is a terrorist boss in here, but he also spoke, like, way too much? If you catch me, they gave him too many lines, and, like, a lot of hammy lines, too. And he was great, I mean, for what he was, and it was his last role, so rest in peace. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, god damn it, man. He was dressed nice, (laughs) at least, but it wasn't really Aunt Bison. It was pretty stupid. And it's convenient how he had, like, a background effect on everybody. Like, they kept the the only accurate part. Like, he has a lot of background effect on Guile and Chun-Li, which Mm. is true. And they played up in this movie, too, a whole lot. But they they ruined it a whole bunch. Oh, well. (laughs) Here's some of the the best stuff from that film. Nothing. But, like, here's the the quote. (laughs) Fucking nice. Bait and switch. Yeah. It's the fucking quotes. So there's okay. one particular quote where Guile's getting the troops ready to go invade Bison's territory, and these guys come from Interpol headquarters, and they're, like, telling him they can't go, and they're, like, they have to go home. And so he goes in this fucking monologue speech of, like, he goes, so they now tell me that we can pack our things and go home. They say we can take all of our things, go up the river, and go home. Well, I'm not going home. going to get on my boat. I'm going to go up river. I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard. The next bison wannabe is going to feel it. 
Now, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? And everybody's like, yeah! And I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> this is so stupid. I was like, Quebec, though, look. <laughs> oh. I don't like that Sam I am. And now, probably the best one in ever, because they gave Raul Julia the line to really ham it up as much as possible. And so Chun-Li's background is that, she, of course, she'd come from a small Chinese village. She could have just been raised in Hong Kong. But no, no one lives in Hong Kong. It's a fake right? city. A fake right? <laughs> and so her background is that Bison came and invaded the territory that he's, he's in right now. And part of that territory is where her village was. And it's been trampled over by Bison and his troops. And so, of course, he knew she was here for revenge because, of course, he killed her father. In the game, however, her father's an Interpol agent who's actually chasing after Bison, who gets caught and killed by Bison. And yeah. Charlie is going to exact revenge. Not here. Revenge and justice. Exactly. But here, he kidnaps Chun-Li, forces her to wear this fucking gown you're, you're seeing that she's wearing right now, which is not even accurate to the fucking costume in the game at no. all. Nope. Mm-mm. If you were going to nail one thing from the game, it's like the characters need to look like this. And he gave her bondage chains, by the way. Oh, no. With spikes on them. Yeah. Of which she will break apart, and that's where she gets the, the spike bracelet from the video game. But that's so stupid. Anyways, he's holding there with a monologue, wearing this fucking robe. I'm just not over. Why couldn't she just wear bracelets? People wear bracelets. And then he goes on to go and monologue by saying, For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day in your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Oh. That's where that quote comes from? That's where that quote comes from. Yeah. That's the original one. Oh my god. Three Fighter movie. And the end fight where Bison gets psycho power out of nowhere and empowers his boots to do his moves. Van Damme's been very known for doing a lot of splits and flip kicks. And so because Guile has one flip kick, they decide, hey, hey, in the last fight, how about you abuse that for like four scenes? And he does, like, four or five of these fucking kicks. And it's just like, Christ, we get it, bro. We get it. And so he ends Bison's life there. And then he has the nerve to say, because Bison has all these TVs around him and shit. Mm. He's all these monitors. And the fucking dude has the nerve to say, you're off the air. And everything explodes. I'm like, this is so dumb. So dumb. And I hate Street Fighter the movie. That's Street Fighter the fucking movie, guys. I sat there through that whole thing back in 94. I paid for it. My mom had to soothe my broken heart with McDonald's. <laughs> but wait, I got, I got two questions. Oh, yeah. My first question is, did that help? It did help after. <laughs> I had tears. I, she was like, today you're a big boy. We're getting you a double Big Mac because that's going to soothe your soul today. And I'm like, thank you, mom. You understand my pain. You get it. It really feels like they were given a huge cast to work with, but they only knew how to write three characters, really. They only focused on Van Damme. Van... Listen, Van Damme did... and journalist. That's all. That's all they got. Van Damme decided that it needed to focus on Van Damme. God. Oh, fuck. But speaking of things that you have to pay for, mm-hmm. Doom 2005. Oh. So I watched this for the first time a few months back on Netflix for no more money than I already pay for Netflix. And in preparation for this episode, I was like, I'll watch it again to re-familiarize myself. It'll be great. I'll drink a little juice. It'll be fun. They removed it from Netflix. And I went, damn, I guess I'll have to go through every streaming service to find it. Do you want to know where I found it? Where? Where? 
I found it on Amazon Prime. Oh, shit. But not included with Amazon Prime behind one of their, like, 7,000 paywalls. I would have had to pay $4 to watch this movie. I need you to know this is not a $4 movie. (laughs) This is an I already have a subscription that gives me this movie. Sure, movie. I'll have you know that you can find that at a local like pharmacy for two bucks on DVD. And then, and <laughs> I then do throw, believe that. I'll tell you it's throw, in the Dollarama. Yeah, and then you, and then you can throw it out when you're done. <laughs> Nobody would be mad at you. No one would be mad at me. It would be just as green energy of you to not and... burn anybody else's electricity watching that movie. Holy shit. The crazy thing about Doom 2005, right? Not only, you know, did they decide to make a movie based on a game franchise that famously barely has a story or characters, but the cast involved. Now, I'm not going to pretend it's all star-studded, but you have Carl Urban, Rosamund Pike, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson involved. We also get an appearance from Doug Jones because there's funny-looking monsters and, you know, he's very good at that. Of course. But, like, those are... Sure, Dwayne Johnson wasn't a big name at the time. I mean... Take a look at some of the pictures I've sent. He's still very clearly the pebble. Thanks, Beastie, for the joke I'm stealing. Uh, Wait. Uh. <laughs> He's just not as big as we we now know the man to be. Very but much not, yeah. Carl Urban? Seriously? Oh, shit. Rosamund Pike? Rosamund Pike of Gone Girl? Is y'all this really, where they started? Y'all, y'all really got sucked in this project, huh? So, if you're looking for... A cheap alien ripoff with some elements of a zombie flick. This is still a bad version of that, but that's what this is. Where if you want a Doom video game movie, I'm afraid to say such a thing still doesn't exist. So good fucking luck. Watch a let's play of Doom Eternal or something. Have fun with that. There you go. This movie can't fucking decide who its protagonist is. Like, it's kind of John Grimm, Carl Urban's character. It's kind of the kid played by al weaver i'm not kidding by the way that character does not get a more descriptive name than the kid he is one step above rookie sometimes it thinks sarge dwayne johnson's character is like the main character until about three quarters of the way through the movie when he turns into a frothing psychopath at which point he becomes an antagonist (laughs) because actual literal demons from hell aren't antagonist enough but that's the thing they're actually not even demons demons sorry sorry uh, wait uh, can we back up the truck just two seconds uh-huh the pebble man himself starts to froth in the mouth and go like psychopath and wants to eat it with a nice plate of like glass of chianti mm-hmm. pretty much yeah well, I was say, when you look at the rock you'd f- you figure him to be doom slayer but he's not yeah you look at him and you go doom guy that's doom guy you look at the rock and you go that could be doom guy but no one's doom guy in this movie there isn't a doom guy there just isn't. And I, I, there's I just the guy. It. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's a protagonist. He doesn't have a good name. He's got a name. You call him Doom Guy. So they get they get one thing right, sort of. This does take place on Mars, but they get to Mars through like weird wormhole teleportation technology. And that becomes a whole plot point later that they gotta protect the portal or whatever so that the demon things can't get to Earth. But also, this is around the time where the rock goes bat shit because he's like what if we just kill everyone here except for me because i'm the coolest and you're like whoa that seems like an escalation of tactics uh and also you're right and they you try- are the coolest and like they try to foreshadow it with him being kind of okay with civilians getting injured if like that's the price to pay to contain this but honestly he's just being reasonable 
Like, he's just being a pragmatic, reasonable guy who understands the stakes right up until he's, like, all for the death of innocence for no reason whatsoever. He goes from, if they die, they die, to, I will personally kill everyone here, get fucked. And you're like, whoa, Dwayne. Well, well. You need a Snickers, Dwayne? You good? You need a jungle cruise after that to calm yourself? Everything they set up sucks. The BFG, quote unquote, that they set up is garbage and stupid and like couldn't take down a normal imp in Doom regularly. They call their weird zombie things imps, but they just look they just look like ropey flesh monsters. Yeah, I hate it. They're so ugly. Yeah. Because this came out in 2005, right? Yep. Which means people were getting very excited about the capacity for CG. And they kind of combined CG and practical effects, which mm. is a strategy, but they were bad at both of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy shit. Okay. So you're just like, what kind of garbage am I about to look at? Chino did a fantastic job of walking us through the Street Fighter cast and why every piece of it was garbage. Okay. But for this movie, they just give us the most generic military special ops squad you've ever heard of. Names like Duke. Portman, Barge, Mac. Like, I've actually forgotten those names as I said them. I swear to God, you just gave me the cast of G.I. Joe. I swear to God. I was just (laughs) about to say, he's G.I. Joe too. It it sounds like the cast almost like Red Red versus Blue, almost like just simple names. These are names you could get your three-year-old to spell, and maybe that was the intention. (laughs) Just like with Super Mario Bros., this thing has no target audience. The coolest thing this entire movie does is the sequence at the end, which to get to, they have to jump through so many idiot hoops that they're basically just wearing a giant tower of them because they got stuck on their head because they're fucking stupid. The movie kind of ends with John Grimm sort of dying and then not dying because he gets a second life. (laughs) And he picks up the gun and goes off on a rampage through the base and it's now in first person it looks kind of reminiscent of the game sort of and that's the coolest sequence because it's kind of like the video game but it's stupid it doesn't make sense with the movie why Mm. is this a thing that can happen what Mm -hmm. the fuck is going on does he just drop dead at the end why is the rock very very hard to kill he takes so much time to kill despite again Literal demons should be antagonists enough. So what I'm hearing is this movie needed to get smart. This movie needed to go back to the pitch, back to the future style, and just prevent the people from having sex and agreeing to this. I don't know, because that's the only thing that I can think of that would have made this happen. Instead of going on an intelligence rampage. I went to go see this movie in theaters because I had that streak. And I tell you right now, coming out of that cinema, I must have seen the same faces I must have seen way back in 93 <laughs> at Super Mario Brothers. And we, we deadlocked each other in the eyes and we were like, you know what, man? Well, it was a fucking movie. It was a, no, it was a fucking movie. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's something, right? It's got a beginning, right? middle, and end. It's got three acts. Right? I mean, we've been through so much bullshit. Remember, remember Mortal Kombat? We're here now. Okay, okay, never mind. Anyways. It's a shitty sci-fi movie. But shitty sci-fi movies are a genre that some people enjoy. It's just this has nothing to do with Doom. It borrows, like, two concepts. Maybe two. You put plot in my shooty thing. Aww. Yeah. But this is trying to take all the shooty out of the shooty and just plot. But there wasn't any plot in Doom. There just wasn't. They could have done anything. They could have done anything. And this is what they went with? Seriously? 
Seriously, you don't did. even have a Doom guy. Nope, not even that, a Doom guy. I'll tell you right now that The Rock was banking on this movie to get him out, get him into Hollywood, and get him out of wrestling. And I'll tell you right now, this movie brought him back to wrestling for just a little bit longer. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, The Rock. Now that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? Other things uh, we we could have uh, you know enjoyed. What's that? The possible Assassin's Creed movie. Oh god! What if I told you it was like only one percent enjoyable? One percent. One percent. That's bad, better than Mario Brothers. That it's at zero. I'm I'm like lowballing it, but I like I'm realistic. I probably like enjoyed ten percent of it. That's about it. Everything else, ass. You want to know why? I'm gonna tell you. Because okay, so here's the thing. This movie Assassin's Creed got released uh-huh. in 2016, uh-huh. and also I just sent you some new information. So people that are listening in, strap fucking in because. Yeah. Did you say strap in or strap, strap on? on? Exactly. So, again, the Assassin's Creed movie was released in 2016. It's about, you know, the original franchise, Assassin's Creed games, based on, like, you know, Assassins versus Templars. It was produced by a, a big team of people, just like, you know, it was directed by Justin Cruzel and written by some other people like Michael Leslie, Adam Cooper, Bill College. And the main character that we get, who was mm-hmm. called Callum, actor was Michael Fassbender. He produced this movie, too. Michael, he why? fucking produced this movie. Mr. Fastbender, this was a mistake. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. no, no, no. What they did was they gave him a producing credit. He didn't stand behind the camera and go, this one. I, I hope not, because he did a lot of research into this movie, apparently. They, they gave oh. him a credit because he liked the video game. Like they did Steel and Shaq. No. But, <sighs> yeah, no, this uh, this movie was, what's the term I'm looking for? Doo-doo? Um, ass? <laughs> Because when I was watching this, I was like, okay, this is something. It's it's going somewhere. And literally, I, I believe it's like maybe the first. I think the intro into the whole movie is basically just like young Callum sees his dad literally murder his mom. like Or just like uh, walks into the scene of it. Okay, and it's okay. just like, oh, what the fuck happened? You don't get the context why, but if Assassin's Creed wise, if you know what happens, basically, I think she was technically a templar or i think it was vice versa is one of the two yeah 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 fast yeah. forward lineage wise of like the whole like who he's connected to isn't even anybody in the actual game they just made some guy up great literally callum is made up because he's not in the fucking game yeah. you know what i'm seeing i'm noticing mm-hmm. a trend of fucking ocs everywhere because hollywood literally is just like nobody's gonna know who these people are from these original franchises we gotta make an original character but hollywood shut the fuck up we please, know these people <laughs> look desmond miles is objectively bland as hell i will not argue that point with people but i will but still i will still enjoy this better. was their chance to characterize him he's uh-huh. he is a blank slate they could have just used desmond miles and do a better job he speaks facts. No. You know because what's my man's vanilla anyway, so you might as well add, you know, cinnamon on top. Like there you go. No. Yeah, but Fox said fuck that. <laughs> let's make Callum. Yeah. Whoever the fuck that is. Nonetheless, let's continue on. Anyways, because of this movie being weirdly due to ass and continuously making OC characters for no reason. Uh. So they bring Callum, right? Like they bring him to the to the main area of like the Abstergo building or whatever. Basically supposed to be, you know, this research center to help and develop future technology and all that stuff and relive the past, basically under the Templar order. So they do this, right? They bring him and like the doctor that's talking with him character is Sophia Ricken, which is daughter under Dr. Alan Ricken, which is played by Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons is in this movie for some reason. Jeremy Irons, get out of this movie. He's, they dragged he's in here. Jeremy Irons in this movie. I'm so sorry. Yeah. 
you know, good old Alfred, like, good old Scar, you know? Like, I'm I'm also noticing, Chen, that, we, that these movies keep dragging, like, name actors into this fucking mess. Why? They fucking aggressively did it so weird. It's not even done how they do it with the actual, like, chair or even proper machine. What if I told you they fucking matrixed him, but from, like, the fucking spine? I, yeah, I, I seen an image of that, and I was just like, right? oh, man. It's, it's fucking weird. So they're like, oh, okay, we're gonna hook you up, just get used to it, and understand, like, you know, syncing with your ancestor. And it's like, what the fuck? And he, you pull this man in. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And you're saying, relax and connect. Shut. Chill, it'll be fine. Yeah, like, like it's a relaxed situation. Like, he volunteered for this. Fuck no. <laughs> Continuing on, though, the ancestor is a randomly made up one from the Spanish, I believe, Inquisition or... But of course, why not? It's always uh, the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody <laughs> suspects the Spanish Inquisition. Sorry, it's from the assassin in 15th century Spain, which the name was Aguilar de Nehera or Nera, which excellent nailed it. Yeah, sure. They they brought him in. I guess make your own assassin for some reason. OCs. I'm not mad about it, but at the same time, it's so weird. OCs. I'm not about, mad about that. Like it's eh, it's just weird how they brought the whole Calum thing. Nonetheless, other points of this movie that are weird is just like the forcefulness of like the whole Abstergo situation. Sophia being trying to be the most chillest doctor of like compared to like Lucy in the video game, which was yeah, Lucy was actually a bitch. Uh, yeah, if you replay, she's just mean to you, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, yeah, in the first in like practically the first game, like she's being a whole dick, which later on she's like, oh, well, technically, I'll get you out and all the stuff, yada yada game, you gotta play it. The weird references that I found in this movie that I mm-hmm. just didn't even realize that were the proper references for the games. Were the different actors that you throughout the little scenes here and there? So Musa, as he's known in the game, uh-huh. uh, that he talks that uh, Callum talks to him to during the lunch sequences and all that stuff. Uh-huh. He's supposed to be the version of this uh, Assassin's Creed character in Assassin's Creed Three Liberation. So like the a side quest. The DLC. Oh, yeah, side DLC. Yeah, which I was like, oh, I didn't know that was an actual character that they pulled reference of because I didn't play the DLC. So I was like, oh, that's okay. new. Next one is this other dude, Nathan, a descendant of Duncan Walpole from Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. I never fucking seen this dude. Isn't Duncan the guy you fucking murder at the beginning of the game and steal his clothes? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, what if I told you I couldn't care less because I couldn't remember him? Black, Black Flag, I didn't enjoy. It was there and I was like, okay, fuck it. for 30 seconds. Like, I, I think I, I played, I remember playing that game and I was like, yo, let me be done with these ships because I was not a fan of the whole ship aspect in like three or four. I also hated the boats. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Going on. Lynn, who is mentioned in the Into the Animus book, a descendant of Shamjan from Assassin's Creed Embers and Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. So there was like these mini Assassin's Creed games that Ubisoft made. That's who the character's supposed to be representing. Probably That's one like of them the uh, side-scroller one, right? Yeah, one yeah. of them was probably on the PSP. Yeah, yeah, so PSP and then, like, other consoles for them as well, too. We're loosely, like, mentioned. If you didn't, like, know who she was, you didn't understand why she was there. Which, my brain was like, oh, it's another assassin, cool. All right. And then this last one, Emir, which, he's in Assassin's Creed Revelations. Revelations was really good. I liked it. This dude, not saying that he doesn't look like him, but, like... <sighs> They just loosely pulled reference to him. It's supposed also, to be fucking dies, and I don't think he had a family, so that's weird. Yeah, so he's supposed to be the descendant of Yusuf Tazim in Revelations. He he doesn't even have any close close reference to him because he doesn't look like him, oh, and it pains me because I'm like, who are you? <laughs> 
why are you here? These are like reference polls from the games that they did. And they were like, oh, maybe these guys will know. But instead, no, they'd rather do the minor references, pull in Callum, who the fuck that is, and just be, hey, this is Assassin's Creed. And it was fucking weird. And I don't know why they did that, but it was done. Whoa. I'm happy that's the one film I did not pay for. Yeah, uh, I didn't pay for it either. Netflix brought it up and I was like, oh, yeah, the Assassin's Creed movie. I didn't watch it. I shouldn't have watched it. And I, as I mentioned to my co-host beforehand, if, if there was a chance to ever watch this movie again and watch, like, per se, specifically the Mark Wahlberg versions of, Transform- of Transformers, give me Transformers, please. I'd rather watch that. Yeah, I, I hope in our discussion of these movies and going over just the absolute dumpster fires that most of all of these are, Sorry, I had to correct myself. Yeah. It is, in fact, all. We hope you enjoyed it. Beastie, if they want to hear us talk about, like, just roast more things, what can they do? Well, they can see this red button that's on our page and just, you know, hit it, which is basically subscribing to our channel. So they can tune in every Wednesday to hear us more roastings. And also, you can they can tune us on Twitch, streaming live on Mondays and Thursdays on twitch.tv slash Crusade. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates and join our Crusader chat on Discord by checking our link tree in the description. And you can download any previous episodes or listen on your mobile device through anchor.fm or search Nerd Crusade on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, fellow Crusaders. We all failed at the game of life, and that's to be continued. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this video, go ahead and button mash a thumbs up. If you want to swing by when we have a new video, web up the sub button. Oh, and while you're at it, Hit the bell to be notified by. Oh, no!